Are you an entrepreneur looking to scale your venture? Do you have ideas on how to take Canadian entrepreneurship to new heights? Join more than 2,000 entrepreneurs, investors, industry, and government leaders in Ottawa on October 19th at Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Keynotes, workshops, hackathons, startup, scale-up, and skill stages, growth partner zones, and a mentor genius zone. Get plugged into the Canadian entrepreneurship community in one place, all in one day. Scale your startup and have your say through the most influential and high-impact event in Canada's entrepreneurship community. Get your tickets today to the Startup Canada Day on the Hill on October 19th. For more information, visit startupday.ca. The Startup Canada Awards recognizes excellence in Canada's entrepreneurship community. This year, we invite you to join us at one of six regional celebrations across Canada. Join us in Ottawa on August 24th, Montreal on September 12th, Kamloops September 15th, Fredericton on September 17th, Whitehorse on September 19th, and Edmonton on September 21st. And join us at the grand finale in Ottawa on October 19th as part of the Startup Canada Day on the Hill. Come celebrate alongside the movers and shakers of Canada's entrepreneurship community. Visit startupaward.ca for more information and get your tickets now. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Traveling for business will never be the same. With Rogers Roam Like Home, you can now stay connected to your business just like you do at home when you use Roam Like Home with your Share Everything for Business plan. For just $5 a day in the United States and $10 a day internationally, you can use your data as you would at home and receive unlimited calling and messaging to Canadian and local numbers with no roaming charges. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash small business. Here to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. 
If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music. And visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett. If you're looking to access the best-in-class mastermind group, then I invite you to join my own Rockstar Mastermind. We teach people how to learn and build a successful company from scratch. Visit therockstarmastermind.com for more information. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I love it when we come back to the East Coast with regards to the Startup Canada National Podcast Show. For those of you that don't know, actually, the podcast show is hosted right out of Fredericton, New Brunswick, and we're heading over to another magical part of the world, Newfoundland, to have Ann Whalen as our guest today. It's really cool and really amazing. She's a woman on a mission as her values of doing well while doing good translate into her many roles. She's the founding president and CEO of Newfoundland-based Seafair Capital. Incorporated, which is a holding company employing more than 800 people that brings in $50 million in revenue annually. Anne's passion for home care services started as she took over and then purchased her mom's company, Caregivers Incorporated, which is now part of Seafair Capital's cohort of thriving companies. She's a true Newfoundlander and she's got a great down-to-earth personality and it led her to be a trusted and sought-out speaker and panelist. She also chairs the board of directors for for Newfoundland Power and is a director of the Development Business Development Bank of Canada as well as the CSA Group. Anne's journey as a leading woman entrepreneur be- began as she completed her MBA in business from Memorial University and over a decade later, Anne took home the title of Canada's Most 100 Powerful Woman in 2016, which was awarded to her from the Women's Executive Network. She was also named Atlantic Business Magazine CEO of the year two years before that. She's an amazing woman entrepreneur, balancing family life and a growing million-dollar empire. Today's podcast, Anne's going to talk about the importance of bringing values into organizations and her journey as an award-winning mompreneur. And welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Thanks, Rivers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. When you hear all that stuff (laughs) that I just talked about, um, you know, I've been in those situations, you're waiting to speak and you hear all this wonderful things. What goes through your head when when you hear people tell the story like that? My overwhelming thought when you were talking was, Rivers, stop, you're overselling it. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Rivers. (laughs) You know, um, I, you know, I guess that is the shiny side up is all I can say about that. You know, there's lots Uh, of, lots of, uh, parts of my life and my story, uh, you know, that probably don't sell as well, but it's all, you know, it's all part of the experience. And, uh, you know, I guess I wouldn't want somebody who's in the, in the startup world to think that, uh, any of what you just read is, is unachievable because, you know, uh, it, it's just a story of a person on a journey. And, uh, right. you know, I, I think the reason that I'm an entrepreneur is because I'm not that good an employee probably. So, you know, that's <laughs> the, the contrary story that you didn't tell, but uh, that that's probably yeah. true also. Oh, very cool. Well, it's funny, you know, because uh, like you, I'm a parent. And if it's funny how we, I don't know if it's Canadian, I don't know if it's Atlantic Canadian or what, but, uh, you know, if I was just telling that 
that story about your daughter explaining that you would say, go on and on, keep telling me more about these, <laughs> about my children. But for some reason for ourselves, we don't want to listen to it. So uh, anyway, just an interesting segue. So, and um, what do you want our, our listeners to take away from this? Uh, I know great conversation. So uh, at the end they say, oh my gosh, uh, that, that really was an amazing journey. What are you hoping that they take away from today's conversation? Well, I hope, you know, I've, I've over the last couple of years, I've uh, connected more and more with the, uh, you know, with young entrepreneurs and the startup community, and I love their energy and passion. And I hope mm. that as they hear my journey, they realize that it, that that was the thing that kept me going. You know, that, yeah, yeah, I love that, it. absolutely. I mean, that that is the one thing that you've got to have. Yeah. Well, tell us your story. I mean, it started with uh, Caregivers Incorporated. Can you uh, sure. can you tell us that story? Why that company? And on and on. Just give us okay. a bit of a, a nickel tour. So I guess I had the entrepreneurial bug when I, you know, I was always a kid with the lemonade stand and all that. But right. growing up in rural Newfoundland, you know, being an entrepreneur wasn't necessarily viewed as a really valid career choice, I'll say, you know, so, you know, my parents wanted me to be, you know, uh, to be, have a profession. Uh, Mm -hmm. I sorely disappointed them in that regard. I have an undergraduate (laughs) degree in in English and, um, you know, which is not necessarily a clear career path for anybody. And uh, I didn't have a career, you know, a a clear path. I kind of wandered around and did some different jobs and worked in community economic development. And, you know, I, I got married and moved to the U.S. and had a daughter there and was working in the Department of Social Services in Southern California. And, you know, life took a turn. Here I was back in Newfoundland, single, two and a half year old, no job and just post cod moratorium in Newfoundland. So that's, that's, you know, not a, that's a very inauspicious beginning, I suppose. Mm, And I had mm. a bit of a restart at that point. And after a few years of, of trying to, you know, make ends meet, I guess, I decided to go back and do my MBA. And somewhere there, I realized that, you know what, I actually, I actually like this. I actually have a bit of a passion for this. I, I like something. She says quietly. <laughs> right? It's funny, your voice did go down. It went into a little bit of a whisper yeah. as you were letting us know the secret. Don't tell anybody. So cool. yeah. yeah. So anyhow, um, but I thought I was going to go to work for um, Inco, you know, one of the large um, uh-huh. mining companies, because it was starting up in my hometown. And I really needed to have a steady income as a, as a single sure. mom at that point. Uh, but that all fell apart by the time I graduated. And my mom had this home care company. And through her own life circumstances, she wasn't um, that involved in it anymore. And it was quite a small business. And so I, uh, who still had a young child, needed to have some ability to leave work and go home if I needed to. So I decided to to run that business for her. And my friends went off to sexy jobs in the phone company (laughs) and, you know, all kinds of banks and, you know, people with nice benefits programs and all those things. And I didn't. And, yes. um, but you know what? I, I got in that little home care business and, uh, I I've described it in the past as I MBA the crap out of it. I've, I've figured <laughs> out, first of all, that I need to get this business big enough so that I don't have to actually do all these things. Cause I'm not that good at some of them. And yeah, right. yeah like, you know, I'm, you're never going to give me the mouse and say, you do the debits and credits. I understand the finance. <laughs> I understand the accounting, but I'm probably not your girl for the bank reconciliation, you know? So those kinds of things. So, but I, I loved the idea of how can we get (laughs) to this size and how can we expand our services and then 
how, what is the standard for this? Like, how does this look like when it's done properly? Because I didn't know. And, you know, uh. so through that, we got nationally accredited, and we're still the only one in Newfoundland that's a nationally accredited service. And, you know, from there, I started to understand where the opportunities were. And, and I guess it was the MBA and part of, you know, necessity being the mother of invention. I hustled. I got it done. And, uh, sure. you know, um, so, and it, 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 tapped into the other part of me that had spent all that time in community development. I mean, I looked, you know, we looked after vulnerable populations. We looked after seniors. We looked after kids in the child protection system. And I've often described it uh, to people as, you know, we went where angels fear to tread. You know, it was, it was, Uh that is not easy work. Uh And, Uh but you, well, you wouldn't be surprised, I guess, but it was so rewarding to do that work and to find other people who really, wanted to do that work and, you know, to see yourself making a difference. I tell you what, you can work a lot of hours when you know what you're doing is, is making a difference. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's, that's it, so interesting. You you mm-hmm. talk about that. You find people like, I mean, when you, when you, it, it, where, where your faith is, whatever that happens to be, but it's kind of interesting. Don't you think that we all on this planet don't want to do the exact same thing. We are all focused on different paths. And yes, there are some people that are really passionate about that, uh, that, that, uh, that caregiving that you're talking. I'm not one of them. Totally, totally not one of them. I'm, uh, I'm very much on, on doing what I do, but there's so many people that are passionate about that. And so you're for- so fortunate to be able to have them there, but how do you lead them? How do you, how did you, I mean, it's easy enough to create the opportunity, but the, you know, at that juncture of, pa- of passion, that is sometimes very long and tiring. How do you lead people through that? Well, that's a really interesting question. I don't think anybody has asked me that before. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not on the script either. I warned you I might ask you a question that's not on the script. But you know what? It's a great question. I guess guess that, first of all, I loved that work too. I know that feeling of making a difference. And, you know, I understood firsthand living hand to mouth, needing a job, needing this to be right. And so, you know, my mantra for still is don't screw this up. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) that's often how I led. Okay. What do I need to do to stay one step ahead here? And I, you know, I have learned, I wasn't, I wasn't a CEO when I started, you know, I was very much a hands-on manager. And so I had to go with this thing. And uh, I, I'm sure I, I screwed that up many times, but not, you know, epically. We, we're still here. Right. So yes. um, I, I guess, you know, people trusted because uh, we shared the values. And I, I think that's right. always been true. I think that, you know, um, I've always approached what I needed to do with a level of authenticity. And if I didn't know, I would say, you know what, I don't know, but I'll find out. Mm. And, you know, so um, I think those values, um, anyone who, you know, I've, I've worked with, I think they would say that that's been central to our organization and probably central to how I've, how I've led it. Yeah. Not just caregivers, yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, sorry, to Seafair. Yeah. Um, Here's a question for you that, again, is not on the script. Uh, but oh, I, I see how I, this is I, going. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going to be calling yeah. her assistant after this and saying, do better research next time on the guy that's going to yeah. ask me the questions. <laughs> no, in fairness, you'll be able to answer this one pretty sure. easy. And I think it's an important question because I used to, I actually used to own a nursing home in New Brunswick. 
work. And um, and we really had really, really focused hard on making sure that we were nationally accredited also. What do you say to organizations, startups, small business operators, or so on that that uh, have that opportunity to have those uh, those accreditation um, um, certifications, if I could call it that, uh, as part of their business uh, growth? You know, it's uh, you can use all those platitudes, but uh, it really comes down to this. You know, um, you can do something for the short run and make as much money as possible. But I, I like the idea of being built to last. And uh, uh-huh. for that, you've got to meet those standards. You've got to look at what would this business look like 20 years from now? What would it need to for it to go on that journey? And and doing that quality journey, sure, it, it does, um, it can cost money and uh, uh-huh. you can't uh, cut corners or make a fast buck in quite the same way. But I can tell you right now that um, that first business, that home care business that often, you know, probably hasn't been as lucrative as some others because we meet all those standards uh, uh-huh. right now is, um, is presenting the biggest opportunities for me. And it's because of that reputation uh-huh. and that history of quality. So, you know, mm. it will pay off, but it's like, um, you know, are you going to plant annuals or perennials in your garden? If you plant yeah, annuals, yeah. you get flowers right away, but next year you're going to start all over. And if you yep. do perennials, you know, five years from now, you have a beautiful garden and you don't have to do very much work. Just pull out the weeds. High five on <laughs> Yeah. High five on that. Yeah. I love that answer. Thank you. Well, all right. So we're going to go back to the script now. So, uh, so you feel a little bit more comfortable. Okay. You're quoted as saying you are the captain of your soul. And I think that brings in some of your personal values and so on. That's a very interesting, uh, reference point, the captain of your soul. Can you tell us what that means? Okay. So it probably, uh, comes back to my English degree because it's from a poem called Invictus. And, okay. um, you know, it's not a long poem, but uh, it's one that has always resonated with me. And uh, the last verse of it goes, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Mm. And when I reached a few low points in my life, uh, I would read that to myself. And, mm. uh, you know, uh, there's another part in it that talks about my unconquerable soul. And so it's been one of those uh, poems that I've read to motivate myself. And uh, so I, I say that sometimes, and there's a few times mm. that I've, I have it tucked away in my desk and I read nice. it from time to time. And it's, it's very inspiring to me. Uh, that's yeah. special. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, oh, I didn't make it up. <laughs> you didn't make it up. <laughs> well, but you but you use it a lot and you share it a lot, yeah, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. thing back to you, uh, a little insight into me. One of my favorite songs is uh, is actually by Miley Cyrus, and when I have down times, uh, I always uh, play it. It's called "The Climb." Oh yeah, and it talks. It's a wonderful. I always say it's the entrepreneur song, and and so uh, so I, I, that's a, yeah, I appreciate that that insight. You're the captain of your soul, and it is so true. Um, what do you say uh, to people? And I mean, you know, the outside, and you know, I've, I've read uh, articles from you with the uh, with uh, the business magazines in Atlanta, Canada, and so on. Um, what do you say for people that say, "Oh my gosh, look at her! She's so successful. Look what she's running fifty million dollar a year businesses, and you know, look at that journey, and so on." And all they see is the success side. Can you talk to us about the? And I hate the word failure. It really is 
is a stupid freaking word. It all it is is learning more than anything. And and uh, but what, what do you what do you say to them about the learning part of being an entrepreneur? Well, uh, I, I'm okay with failure. I'm I have learned to embrace that word. In fact, I have mm-hmm. more colorful words for it. But I we, we can't say on it. <laughs> F words. <laughs> yeah, other F words. <laughs> Things you failed up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, we, uh, you, the thing is, you tried, right? I mean, that's probably the most important uh, thing in my book. And you, you know, don't be stupid. So I learn from mm. everything that I haven't done well. Mm. Some mm-hmm. some failures are mistakes. Some of them are just circumstances. Some of them are a bit of each. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, what I would say is this. Um, Probably the um, the worst thing that we've ever done with our our young people, and I'm just at the beginning uh, of probably that group, is give out the medals to everybody. You will win. You will lose. That's that's life. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what what failing does for me. Uh, it makes me think this is not how I'm going out. So I gotta, I've got to yeah, fix yeah. that thing. I've got to, I've got to try again. <laughs> oh, so, uh, this is not what is going to be the story of Anne. It'll be part yeah. of the story, but this, this won't be, this won't be it. So you I'm know, I'm not and, going yet. I love it. Oh, sorry, Rivers. Go ahead. Sorry, I've just been to say yeah. I, I'm not going to. So when the failure happens, this is not what I'm going no. right now. I, I love it. No, I love it. no, this may not. You know, I may be down, but I'm not out. And you know, this right. has been a really tough year for me in business. Um, we mm. just closed our daycare business, for example, and you okay. know that was a tough thing mm-hmm. to do. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people. A dozen or so people uh, lost their job, and I've got to repurpose mm. a building that I had. And, you know, um, we've had a tough uh, in the economy. It's been tough in Newfoundland the last couple mm-hmm. of years. But, uh, you know, so we've had to regroup, and no question, there's some, you know, um, battle scars from that. But it's also the right. thing that said, Anne, you better get your butting gear. You can't rely on this one place and this one economy with a business this mm. size and a, a runway that you see yourself having. So, you know, we've opened up in Florida. And nice. so, yeah, it's, you know, is when some, you say you've opened up in Florida, what does that mean? So we've got our home care business uh, translated to the Florida market and we've just uh, passed our licensing there in the last week or so. And um, so we're going to be delivering home care services in, in uh, Southwest Florida. And you would never have figured that two years ago, would you? No, I mean, it was, you know, there was always that conversation about export. But, you sure. know, when you're uh, like export for Newfoundland is Nova Scotia, right? Because we're an <laughs> island and no. So, right, right. So, and, you know, it really, it, but I, I really got to thinking about it, having been exposed to other entrepreneurs, you know, outside of my own little world here. And I said, you know. We can do that. Like, we got to get on a plane to go anywhere, so why not go there? Because it's Uh the largest population density of seniors in North America. And, you know, it was Uh really really staring failure in the face that made me think about, okay, so what now? And uh, so it's, I I think, I feel really entrepreneurial again. I feel really excited (laughs) about this. I'm fired up about this. So, Yeah. 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 This, you know, it's, it really is about the journey. I, mean, yeah. I always talk about getting kicked off the top of the mountain. That's why it's that's why it's the peak because right. it's so easy to fall off of it. And uh, but the joy is when you start to go back up again. I, I totally totally get that, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. 
As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. When you, when you talk about when you talk about expansion, uh, you know, you can bring in the word scaling as, mm-hmm. as part of that. How do you how do you embrace uh, with Seafarer Capital uh, the scaling of your companies? Is it uh, you know now that you've had this uh, look inside and say I can't stay within this runway, I've got mm-hmm. to I got to go outside. Is there a specific strategy now that you're adopting with with uh, with principles around scaling? Yeah, uh, so there's two parts to that, I guess. The first one is you have to approach that with a a strong sense of self, but a um, a, a humility uh, that you may not be able to do it all. You know, that's that's mm. one of the things you can't scale if you're not prepared to give up being the best person at something. Right. Uh, you know, that's that is, I think, a fatal mistake that uh, many people do. They try to keep you know, keep a hold of everything. And, and you can't do that. Like the people that I have in my organization now, I was like, you know what, we need to get better at that. Um, who are we going to get for that? And mm. that's been part of how we've been able to scale so far. And then, you know, sort of lassoing that ambition into strategy that um, we, we got an executive coach for part of that. Uh, we've used um, scaling up the gazelles model. There are a lot of those yes. out there, which are really, you know, just kind of um, strategic plan planning models that help stay disciplined. Mm-hmm. And so we've, we've tried to um, bake that discipline into our organization this year. Uh, we're looking at the advisory board. I mean, I'm a, I'm a corporate director on a couple of, boards myself. And so I know the value that they bring and the discipline that they bring to your leadership team. And so, you know, I I would be a proponent of that as well. We're just organizing ourselves to make that happen. So um, I can't, though, uh, underestimate how important it is to um, to build in some sort of process for planning, because if not, you know, you're this, uh, if, like most entrepreneurs, I suppose, I might come up with a whole new plan tonight and come in with it tomorrow and we're madly off <laughs> in all directions. So, you know, yes. that, that is great when you're, when you're growing from that first nugget of your business. But once you get to a certain size, that doesn't translate well through a couple of layers of management and you can yeah. find yourself really frustrated. So, you know, that's been very, very helpful for us. 
Have you? Uh, do you speak? Uh, I know you. 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 I know you speak, Anne. Um, but do you? Do, do, you, do you have an opportunity to uh, connect with uh, with entrepreneurs across the the province? And I, and obviously, I'm talking about Newfoundland because I mean, obviously, you know, you're a you're a provincial identity. You've done well, and so on. How how are you? Um, you know, you support initiatives like Startup in Canada, uh, Canada, and so on. What's your vision for in the in the question? Question here is Canada's entrepreneurship community, but I'm more interested in Newfoundland's uh, entrepreneurship community for the answer to this question. Sure. Okay. So, so I do a little bit of both. Newfoundland has an exciting uh, entrepreneurship community, and particularly mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs. We've got a fairly high rate nice. of women entrepreneurship here in Newfoundland, and I've stayed pretty close to that group. Um, nice. And uh, I love the things they're doing. Uh, you know, and and some of that is is solopreneur type stuff, but a lot of it is, uh, you know, how do we take what's special about this rock in the middle of the North Atlantic, and and it isn't the weather, just saying, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but how do how do we take that and uh, you know build from here? And there's a lot of uh, resiliency and creativity that comes from living in an in an island sort of environment, and so you'll see some fabulous businesses like that and. Uh, we stay uh, pretty pretty tightly connected, and the entrepreneurship community in in Newfoundland and Labrador does in general, you know. So, um, there's the Genesis Center does, you know, kind mm-hmm. of has is a is a bit of an incubator, and then there's uh, Common Ground. I haven't been as involved with them, but I am connected to some of the people who are. So there's maybe you know a few dozen influencers in that in the ecosystem. And, right. you know, and you mentioned about w- yeah. women. Enlow is another right. one. So it, uh, I'm very, yep. you know, I, I actually uh, gave the keynote this year. It was the first year they had a local keynote speaker because it was Enlow's 20th anniversary. And, nice. uh, you know, um, I, I talked about how fortune favors the brave and how you need to, you know, be bold wow. in your choices around um, mm. around entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, I think we see that. I'll just tell you a little story. So the Women Presidents okay. Organization is, you know, kind of like uh, YPO, that sort of thing. Thing. The idea right. is that women business owners who've got a business with a couple of million dollars in annual revenue is sort of the, the gateway. So in Atlantic Canada, there's a chapter, there was a chapter, and there were five women from St. John's who went and they told us, WPO told us, when we got a dozen women, we could have our own chapter in Newfoundland. So we got our mm-hmm. own chapter in Newfoundland and now we have two. So there's three in Vancouver, there's three in Toronto, there's two in St. John's. So wow. there are a lot of women entrepreneurs who are really making things happen. I'm really proud of that. You know, yes. I, I grew up in that ecosystem. Yes, yes. Well, it's a uh, and the the stats show that women uh, women run businesses are opt to be more successful than men run businesses too. So you go and make it happen because we need we need to you know we need to bust through that 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 stat that says fifty percent of businesses fail in five years. It's been there for too long, and uh, I think because of a of a change in focus for supporting, uh, I think we're going to really start to see that change for for all the right reasons yeah, to learning and absolutely. so on. Absolutely. I mean, you see a difference in support already. I mean, as I sit on the board of the BDC, uh, mm-hmm. there's a tremendous dialogue occurring with real results already showing from not just um, funding um, startups or sort of traditional enterprises, but really getting behind, you know, uh, venture capital, really trying mm-hmm. to make sure that we cannot just start but scale businesses in Canada and really 
really uh, support entrepreneurs and support entrepreneurship. And it isn't something that you should have to whisper. I'm good at this, yeah. right? You know, it's something yeah. that you should right. celebrate. I mean, in right. the difference between Canada and the U.S., you know, having lived in both places is that business owners are, you know, uh, people aspire to be like them here, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. we've got our yeah. whole lobster in the bucket thing happening in, in Atlantic yes. Canada. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, um, so we got to kind of move past that a little bit, you know, achieving, um, success in a business is not easy. And so no. we should celebrate that. We should celebrate it. Well, you know, you're one doing of my it. dreams. Yeah, so thank that's you. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my dreams, Anne, is I picture three moms sitting around a kitchen table, and and one mom says, "Oh, my 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 son just became a lawyer," and then, oh, that's great. Another one says, "My daughter just became a doctor." Oh, that's fantastic. And the third one says, "Oh, mine's an entrepreneur." And the other two go, "Oh, I wish my son and daughter did that." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And so yeah, I wish my son and daughter could be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be a great day, and I think we're well on our way with, uh, with making people. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I started out there, my dad was an entrepreneur. You know, he went to work. That was the key. He right. wasn't, in, you know, he, he just had a job. It wasn't this thing called entrepreneurship. So, look, we're heading into the uh, the final round of these this wonderful conversations, and uh, it really has been. I could go for hours with this, but I want to kind of dip a bit back into uh, you and the, the beginning days when you came back to Newfoundland as a single mom. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of mompreneurs out there that are going through similar challenges with many children, divorce, separated or whatever, and, you know, have these dreams to to do what you did. Um, do you have any nuggets of advice that uh, that you would relay to to those uh, mompreneurs, those women entrepreneurs who who say, oh, wow, well, you know, how does she balance? I mean, or is it even possible to balance? I mean, that's I think it, I, I don't know if it is. No. But talk to talk to them if you could. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, here's a couple things. You know, I okay. um, I did not do all the field trips and bake all the cookies. And I'm going to mm-hmm. admit something publicly here, that I bought cookies and crumple the edges to make them look like I baked them. I did Man. do that. <laughs> yeah. And then I bought here, them from it's somebody who had a cookie baking business. <laughs> and you know what? I I realized that the 20 bucks an hour that I had to pay somebody to clean my house was worth it. And yes. I got over the guilt of that, you know? And had yes. I been... Um, I think it was only because I had so epically fallen on my face in my personal life that, um, uh, you know, guilt over small stuff, I kind of got over because I had had some big things I needed to kind of work out, you know. So, but I, mm-hmm. I, I did not want to um, trade off. Um, it wasn't just about career success. It was about getting a sense of self-esteem back and being able to provide for my daughter and pay my mortgage and all those things. And those are right. very, very powerful motivators. So that yes. meant I couldn't do the cookies. It truly really uh-huh. did. So I, yeah. I let that That's go. That's a big disappointment to learn this, Anne, by yeah, the way. Yeah. The, yeah, the audience is probably... Yeah. You know, <laughs> what? Yeah, no, devastated, I'm sure, right? Yeah, because, just devastated. You know, obviously, I would have true. to make the best cookies in the world if I was going to be cookies. <laughs> well, of course, no. yeah. You know, but the thing is that I realized I'm good at this. This I can be uh-huh. successful at. i got to balance out my whole life here. And, you know, I talked to... to 
young entrepreneurs, not just women, so women and men, mm-hmm. uh, who mm-hmm. are struggling with, you know, expectations of their parents or mm. expectations of their partner or their children, those will always be there. And it mm-hmm. is important to balance them, but don't make yourself the least important thing in that balance. That is really mm. because, you know, the feeling of success, I got to tell you this because it's probably one of the proudest moments of my life. I had a house uh, that my parents bought and paid the mortgage for for a few years. And after I got out and got working, I took over the mortgage and then uh, built a piece on the house. And then my husband Mm -hmm. and I got together and, you know, then we built another piece on the house and we were paying the mortgage and paying the mortgage. And uh, you know what? One year I was able to, take a dividend and come home and pay off my mortgage. I think that was probably the happiest day of my life. Other than the birth of my daughter, just to be a, so then what did we do? We went and, you know, sold that house and got another house, another mortgage (laughs) and all that stuff. But, you know, from someone who, who um, (laughs) couldn't pay for their own living expenses and had a child, that was an incredible moment of, you know, self-affirmation. And it was worth yes. not baking a few cookies and getting somebody else to clean the house to be able to do that. And those were real choices because that yeah. amount of time, I didn't, I didn't not parent. I did the important parenting things. Of course. Some of the smaller stuff and the things that, you know, make you feel a little guilty. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to be honest. I, uh, I didn't pick my daughter up after school. I, I stayed at work and I sometimes, you know. Um, maybe, maybe wasn't as tidy or had everything done as it could have been done. But, you know, overall I had a great life. My daughter had a great life. She's, she's 24 years old. She's a happy and creative person. And, you know, we've built this and she was a part of it and my husband too, you know, so we, we had a good team doing that and just agreed there's going to be things that are going to slip from time to time. And what's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is Kate. Kate, yeah. a big shout out to you and your mom. And what's your husband's name? Kevin. Kevin, Kate, and Ann. I uh, love it. Just, uh, I, you know, I, I was going to add another question, but I'm not going to because I think this is a great way to end a very uh, a very profound, in-depth, professional and personal conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who, yes, is from Atlantic Canada, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> High five. Go and Atlantic yes, Canada. <laughs> Yeah, go Atlantic Canada. And yes, I am claiming, laying claim to you because uh, it's a great region to be from and we, uh, we're we awfully proud of you. Thank you so much for your time today, Anne. I look forward to the next time to uh, to shake your hand and and uh, and say high five to you. River, Thank thanks you so, so much. much for your thanks time. for doing this. I think it's important to, to um, you know, encourage our startup community. And if there's somebody who wants to reach out to me, everybody can find me. Seafair Capital, yeah. Anne Whalen, you'll find me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks sure. so much. Thanks. Keep happening. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode.
Hi, this is Joanne Reynolds, CEO of Sparkbee, and you are listening to the Startup Canada podcast. I want to I want to uh, switch now to the, the technical world because uh, you, you were in the legal world and a corporate world, and you came wanted to start this platform with no tech experience. And can you tell me about? what your recommendation would be to other entrepreneurs coast to coast that are listening to this podcast about choosing a tech team. What should you do and what shouldn't you do? So what you should do is you should learn to code yourself. (laughs) 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 Eliminate the tech team. (laughs) Because if you you want to make a change, you can just do it yourself. Yeah, instead of waiting for the tech team. So, oh, 110% learn how to code. Just if it's super basic, that, that is one big regret. And to this day, I am still going to learn how to code eventually because it, you, you need to. It's, it's, it's a need. And you know what? Um, if you're not technical at all like me, just get a technical co-founder. Find someone that you connect with. Find someone that shares the same vision and, and values as and what you're trying to build and curate and and definitely team up with the technical co-founder or or hire one, like hire the best because in the long, the long run, it's going to end up costing you more. Um, so for me, what were some of the don'ts? Um, you know, hiring friends and family, that's sometimes a big, a big no-no, I guess in a lot of industries, but you know, that um, we did some offshoring with um, with technical builds. Um, for me, I have to be that I only learned that recently is yeah, I want to be in the same room as someone explaining something technical to me so I can understand it. 